I heard about I heard about your sad disaster story. My what? Your sad story. Uh, did I forget it? <laughs> yeah, you just told me about it. Your Christmas tree fell over. Oh. <laughs> and all the ornaments broke. Well. How does that happen? You don't even have a cat. Uh, gravity. Gravity. So user error. <laughs> well, because we have a really small space, so we got a half a tree. A half tree. Yeah, it's really a half tree. Uh-huh. Like, there's no branches on the back. Uh-huh. And so um, when we set it up in the stand, it was okay because it was balanced then. But then when we added the lights and the ornaments, apparently we threw it off just enough that it... Gravity. (laughs) Gravity Gravity kicked in. Yeah. But the best part for me personally was that I was asleep when my husband found it and he put it all back together. (laughs) (laughs) I just slept through it. Uh, I was going to say it didn't wake any... Did it fall in the middle of the night? Yeah. And I, and I remembered the dogs barking that in the middle of the night, you know, but I didn't get up and go downstairs or anything. They barked once. <laughs> well, at least your dogs are doing their job. They, yeah, not that know. that's going to... It's not concerning to you, apparently. Well, Jess, is, it's his job to get up and down, go downstairs and check at night. Not mine. So oh. he was asleep on the job. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're back with our second Home Away From Homework episode. We are. We needed a little break. Yeah. Well, we did live tweet our eight gifts of Hanukkah. Which we loved. Which was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> with with that journey away from Hallmark, boy, are we in for some highs and lows. Well, so when we watched uh, Cluster Funkin, is that how you say it? Cl- Cluster Funkin Christmas, um, you were blaming me because I picked the movies. You did pick the movies this but week. But I feel like... You redeemed yourself. <laughs> single all the way i think single all the way when you balance them out i'm still at 90 percent. okay well should we jump in let's talk about it digital assistant play all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey sorry i can't afford the rights to that song Here's something similar called All I'll Have for Christmas is Fruit by Shania Gary. Tis the season for fresh citrus Give me all those clementines I don't want those Christmas cookies Keep your cheese balls, cakes and pies I love grapefruit, pears and mangoes Plums and kiwis can be fun A fiber Clementines. That's the best part of the movie. I mean, <laughs> listener, that that that's all you need to know. All I want for Christmas is fruit by Shania Gary. Well, and I had such high hopes for this movie. I mean, we have three um, SNL alums in this movie. We have uh, Anna Gasteyer and Rachel. Dratch. Dratch. And then we have a cameo by Maya Rudolph. Well, she she said, I'll sign on. We're going to do this in one take. And you please go and edit. You have 15 seconds. You have 15 <laughs> minutes of my time, including hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and there's other. Yeah, no, you've got a great cast. You've yeah. got Cheyenne Jackson. Yeah. And then you also have Ryan McPartland, mm-hmm. who's a big holiday. Yeah. See, and I didn't know that. I remember him from Chuck and he was hilarious in Chuck. But yeah, I mean, so I had really high hopes and I there was I think there was a lot of sort of anticipation about this movie because it was supposed to be so funny and yeah well it was supposed to be a, a spoof 
Yeah, right. And that's what we were hoping for. And actually, just like most of the Hallmark movies, it could have really ended at about halfway through and been sort of satisfying. It could have ended early. Yeah, after the after the <laughs> after the fruit cake cornhole, yeah. I, I was ready for it to be over. <laughs> to be honest. We didn't I forgot a scene we definitely did not need. I blocked fruit cake cornhole straight out of my short term memory. Well it was great. We might as well uh do our thing on this. Let's dive in. Yeah. Let's just dive in. So you've got Holly Jenkins who is the um, Vela Lovell. Mm -hmm. She is a go-getter from the age of six. She's going to be a a top uh, sales agent in the resort and hotel industry. It's her whole life. And she had a deal fall through, and so she's being sent to Yuletide, Maine. Was it Maine? Oh, yeah, yeah, because she flew into Portland, Maine. (laughs) <laughs> with that <laughs> lush uh, train station. Yes, it's so good. Um, And so, yeah, she's got to go. Her job is to go and acquire the Cluster Funk Inn yeah, who's- and turn it into a mega resort. <laughs> and it's run by, uh, what were their names? Hild- they were Hildi, well, Hildegard and Mar- Margarita or whatever. Um, Cluster Funkin. So Hildi and Marga. Hildy and Marga. Yeah, played by Anna Gasteyer and Rachel Drakken. And uh, Yuletide, Maine is world-renowned. It is <laughs> the uh, home of the Santa Claus bonfire. Which uh, looked, uh, sounded like a great idea. Sure. I mean, at the end, it looked like, you know, Joan of Arc. The witches, <laughs> the witches were being burned at the stake. Oh, that would have been a better ending, actually, I think. Oh, and then there's the gingerbread men no ginger fluid ginger, ginger fluid ginger. people christmas cookie <laughs> decorating contest where yep. she does the most perfect frosted smile on the cookie so the ma- just- the canadian mayor he's <laughs> not canadian she no that was the whole i know that's what i was saying i know that i, I think you're doing the bit okay i i think for me it was the fact that i read that rachel and anna are actually hallmark fans mm-hmm so I struggled a little bit because on one end, if you don't watch Hallmark movies, this oh, yeah. movie's not going to make any sense. No, you wouldn't get any of any of the, the, the product placement, all of right. those things. Right. But as someone that does watch Hallmark, this wasn't spoofy enough. No, it to wasn't be a farcical enough. No. Yeah, it wasn't. It's a predictable cl- plot, right? There's festivals and cookie making there's oh yeah they're 35 35 pounds of uh lard in their (laughs) christmas strudel which sounds delicious um and a lot of philly cream cheese there's a lot of philly oh well and this movie was actually sponsored by philadelphia (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is good because it's everywhere and then of course this town had no coffee no coffee hot chocolate only hot chocolate only which is very hallmarky sure so they definitely <laughs> highlighted the hallmarks of a Hallmark <laughs> yes, movie. Product placement, Coco, yeah. um, girl from a big city coming to a small town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but where does she fall within the Hallmark storyline? Ever think about slowing down? Oh, heavens no. Hard work keeps the demons at bay. Plus, no one could run the inn like we do. Well, properties like yours are in high demand. You're sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is I'm not just here for the upcoming Bonfire Fest, as lovely as it seems. Let me guess, you came to get away from the breakneck pace of your life as an executive in the city. No, I am- um, Got fired? No. Widowed? No. Runaway bride? No. You inherited a bookstore here in town? No. 
You're a single mom whose husband ditched out on the family, and now you're here to meet up with a single dad whose wife ditched out on his family so you can blend both families together by Christmas? You came to run a Christmas children's chorus and find your own voice in the process? No. You have amnesia, wandered into town by accident, and won't remember your identity till Christmas morning? Your boyfriend is here for the winter, but he's secretly a prince of a small Slavic nation. You're here to track down the owner of a locket you found hidden away in a Christmas ornament. That's locked inside a music box. That's been hidden away in your attic for 40 years? No. Oh. Well, that only leaves one thing. You're being stalked by your ruggedly handsome ex-husband. But that's pretty rare for this time of year. It is. No, it's none of that. Well, why else... So... <laughs> <laughs> None of those things. Although we do uh, stumble into her ex-boyfriend who does kind of stalk her. He does. Um, yep, yep. We're also introduced to Frank, who's the lumberjack handyman nephew. Crazy person. Right. He always has like this wild, like crazy look in his eyes. But she checks into the, the inn the first night and the phone's <laughs> broken. The handle's broken. The faucet's broken. Mm-hmm. And then he, he comes in with his chainsaw and his sander. And he stands down the door. <laughs> He refinishes the whole door. Yeah. yeah. Becomes her love interest for this movie. We learn that she hates Christmas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because her drunk father, when she was six years old, threw a snow globe up against the fireplace. So since then, she's always had resentment around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Very hallmarky. <laughs> I mean, I feel like for me, the vibe was that Comedy Central wanted a cut of the crappy Christmas movie market. And so we got cluster fucking Christmas. Well, and I, I think that this is a true testament that I, I'm not, I'm afraid to say it, <laughs> but I feel like I'm a actual hallmarky after watching this because I think throughout the movie, I kept saying to you, I would rather just be watching a hallmark <laughs> you, movie. You said it like six times. Yeah. Because at the yeah. end of the day, at least those are genuinely trying to make you feel good. This was, I don't know what this was trying to do. There, there wasn't, there wasn't a unified effort that they were trying to fight together or mm -hmm. up against. I mean, mm -hmm. I think the fact she wanted to buy the inn, the inn was going to stay in, in the family, according to Cheyenne Jackson's character. Yeah. And then you find that the entire inn is under huge financial burden. Right. With their, their open drawer. <laughs> I always keep all my financial documents just <laughs> open to the public. <laughs> with big red pastu. <laughs> Final notice. Yeah, it was not a gem. This, this movie was, was not a gem. Not a gem. I mean, and my husband, who's you, who, I think he's had enough because he just got up and left. <laughs> he didn't even watch the movie. And even, I mean, I think I didn't notice, but you said I drank a whole bottle of wine and I that didn't even help. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did kind of slur your way through the end of the movie, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, I stopped taking notes. Yeah, I have I have 1.5 pages of notes. I wrote down the names of the characters and then, I mean, really this, the, the scene that you just played was the best part of the whole movie, I think. I mean, essentially nothing happens for the next hour and mm -mm. 25 minutes of that movie. A couple of. She gets, she gets lost in the forest. She built, she goes to lumberjack gym. She, <laughs> she holds his, uh, ax Mary. Oh, that's right. I mean, there were yeah. some innuendos, yeah. but what I will say throughout the movie, I was very confused because it was rated TV 14. Right, and we couldn't figure out why, until. There's something about me that I've not told anyone. Not my friends, family, or even Anne. Percy, you can share anything with me. This is a safe space. Okay, well, um, here goes. 
There's an important part of me that I've never felt comfortable sharing. I live in New York. I've seen it all. I'm not living honestly. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ashamed that I'm a homo. <laughs> organizer. Sorry. Hey, home organizer. Home organizer. I'm very proud of my business, but I need to live authentically. Yes. I love coffee. <laughs> coffee. <clears throat> I am a person who loves coffee. Coffee. In the middle of the night, I dream of BJ's. Wow. Big Java. Oh. That's what I call my coffee shop. But it's a small town. Well, Percy, your town needs it. Oh, what a relief. Well, <laughs> I feel like I can what, finally Yule leave. Town needs BJ's? <laughs> Big Java. Well, Percy was my favorite character. Well, of course they leave it to the uh, the flamboyant character who's married to Anne. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Played by Nils Hognestad. I don't think I said Poor that Poor Percy. Right. <laughs> he owns a, he, he's got a, a pop-up shop in the Holiday Bazaar called Percy's Closet. <laughs> What was that scene when, would you like a hanger for a oh. stocking stuffer? Yeah, Christmas hanger for a stocking. What was that? I don't know. I don't know. And the represented colors booth. Oh. oh, yeah. That was the name of their business. I know. They were also the only POCs in town. It was bad. This was so bad. So bad. Yeah. And Maya Rudolph, she couldn't save it with her <laughs> citrus and grapefruits. No, she could not. Okay. Snowflakes, let's get this over with. Comedy Central, don't do this again. Please don't. Don't do Please, it. Don't make us. Don't no. make us watch anymore. Don't 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 hype us up. I'm gonna give it 0. 0.03 snowflakes. Okay. <laughs> I'm back to my old ways, Brad. I I'm just. I think this is not deserving of any snowflakes either. Okay. Hallmark. Save us, Hallmark. Yeah. Save us. You're in my heart, Hallmark. <laughs> Forever and always. Forever and always. Now that that is behind us. <laughs> Thankfully. A clusterfuck in <laughs> Christmas, whatever it's called. Now we have the movie that saved my uh, GPA this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, broke it is. the curve. Yes. And that is? That is Single All the Way. Um, it's a Netflix original Christmas movie. Um, it stars Michael Yuri as Peter. He's a social media, mar media marketing guru living in LA. Um, the movie opens with a, a photo shoot for a razor ad with a lot of eye candy, a bunch All of instigates, <laughs> apparently. Um, we have Nick played by Phil Philemon, Philemon, yeah. the very biblical name. Um, Chambers, he's Peter's roommate and best friend. And he's also a children's author of the book called Saving Emmett. Emmett. And he does something called Task Rabbit, which I'm guessing is like a you know, a, a gig economy handyman thing. Yeah. Right. Angie's list. Yes. And then we have James played by the Hallmark Hunk himself, Luke McFarlane. Um, and, um, and then we have several other really well-known. We've got Jennifer Coolidge um, as the, the drunk aunt Sandy. We've got Jennifer Robinson from Schitt's Creek. Um, we've got. Uh, Kathy and Jimmy. Yeah. Kathy and Jimmy. Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah. I mean, and they really could be sisters. They really could be sisters. Oh, sure. Those two actresses. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just the casting is wonderful. Um, the acting is fantastic. The story is believable. The um, you, there's buy-in on all the characters. I just, I just absolutely loved it. So um, we're gonna go through the plot. Okay, okay. So we have Peter. Um, he's been, he's going home for Christmas, and he's been dating a cardiologist named Tom. Tim. Tim. Tom. Whatever. Who mm -hmm. cares? He doesn't matter in the story, and. Um, is super super excited because tim decides he will go home to what is the name of their town in connecticut some little town in connecticut and they literally new say hampshire. new hampshire <laughs> they literally say 36 people live there right yeah which is my favorite thing remember last season like there was only 36 people in all the towns it was great it's great um so tim is going to go home with peter for christmas and meet his family and just before that happens um nick who is out on a task rabbit job installing christmas lights for someone um Tim comes home to his wife at that job site yeah. and Peter is just brokenhearted. And so the plot is formulated that they're going to go home, Nick and Peter, and they're going to pretend to be boyfriend. And that will solve Nick, uh, Peter's problem of his family always trying to set him up. Um, but fortunately we get to New Hampshire and Nick refuses to participate in New this. Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire. What's going on? <laughs> and Nick refuses to participate in this lie for 10 days, which is wonderful because in a Hallmark movie, that would never have happened. There's always lies. There's always lies. There's like all these lies and they pile on top all of each other. All the schemes, they go along with it till it blows up. <laughs> that was just so refreshing. Um, but. Um, well, I have to say before we get to that, mm -hmm. I think they did dirty by Emmett. What? We needed a Christmas I, dog in this I movie. I agree. Like, why what? did he have to stay at the hotel? I don't know. He was so cute. But we did get all the little pictures, all the updates from the Christmas hotel. I but I wanted saying, the real Emmett. Yeah. I know. And Simon, Simon, the the, the little nephew, wanted the real El yeah. Emmett. Um, so they go back to New Hampshire, mm -hmm. and um, and Peter's family is up to their old ways. They're trying to set him up with a well, Christmas Carol. Go. <laughs> Gotta call what her did that. They say, what did they say? Her, uh, she has a drag Christmas name. drag name. <laughs> I didn't know your mom had a drag name. Well, you've never been home for Christmas, and she's high on like the chalkboard, painting, oh, cricket, all the signs, all the signs, sleigh queen They're everywhere. <laughs> That's the one that's at the front door. Yep. <laughs> but she sets up. Um, she sets Peter up with a personal trainer at her gym. James, um, who is hot, you know, and so all of a sudden having this hot guy going out with, with Peter, I think that sort of Nick sort of like feels jealous. You start seeing this jealousy in him, um, throughout the movie. But so Peter's always out with James. Nick is always home with, um, Peter's family and they're all saying, well, I always thought you and Peter would get together. I always thought, and every, the answer is always, well, we're just really good friends. I really like the scene in the very beginning when the dad was like, I got a leaky pipe. And then he said something like, you know, you don't meet too many gay handymen. And, and, and Nick says something like, oh, it's all, uh, he said, it's all YouTube and HGTV. Oh. And Harold says something like, is that, is that the gay? Oh, it's a homo -gay, <laughs> the gay, homosexual gay, yeah, homosexual gay network. Oh, Nick yep. was like, sort of. <laughs> well, I mean, for people who love home improvement, Home Depot is like a sex shop. I mean, I love it. Oh. oh, yeah. Give me some light fixtures, bitches. <laughs> you have nothing to say. You're going to edit that out? Nope. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So it's just a lot of, but it's not overdone. It's not awkward or cringy. It's all very natural. They all, they love Nick. They've always loved Nick. He's wonderful. They think he, they should be, he would, should be with Peter. Even James, whenever Peter's around James, he's talking about Nick all the time. And it's just this unseen connect or this connection that everybody sees, but Peter. And, um, are you going to make me talk about this movie all by myself? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I'm listening. <laughs> I was pulling up notes. You're pulling up notes. No, I think for sure this was a very, I mean, the dynamics were spot on. Yes. But let's talk about Aunt Sandy for a few minutes. Of course. <laughs> she was fantastic. Jennifer Coolidge is making a, a hot comeback. She is. She's having her Betty White moment. Ugh. Isn't she? She was great in White Lotus. I haven't seen that. And amazing. Yeah. Love it. Have to check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, so, you know, the, the, Drunk uncle is very stereotypical, but Sandy is, uh, what was she was like? She played, was the understudy. <laughs> oh, and little shop of horrors <laughs> off Broadway. Off -Broadway. <laughs> yeah. She's the Broadway wannabe. And she's just, you know, you watch this movie mm -hmm. and I have to believe that Jennifer Coolidge is just being herself on film. I sure hope so. I don't think she's acting. <laughs> I think it must be so chaotic when she's on set in like the best way. Oh, because you just I, don't yeah. know what she's going to do. You never know exactly what's going to come. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, and she's directing the the um, Christmas pageant, which you think is going to be a very traditional sort of right. Jesus story, except that he, then you find out it's called Jesus H. Christ. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> it's genius. It's pure genius. She's she's amazing. Amazing. Love her. But then, of course, Nick and Peter also have to rescue her from herself. Well, because she's also very. But that's what that's the family's doing. Yeah. They decide that they the two of them need to go rescue mm -hmm. her. And this will put them together in this experience, which like they do. They really need that much. They they're best friends. They already are roommates. But it was this opportunity for the audience to really buy into their relationship and the depth of it. And yeah, it was just genius. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge. Love her. The whole thing was great. Jesus H. Christ. She, she, she needs a sequel. She does. Let's do a spinoff. <laughs> there was the cringiest scene was the attic dancing scene with the nieces and nephews. Oh, very stepmom. It was so bad. Like I was like, please don't let this movie go to shit. <laughs> please don't let this movie go to shit. But but by the by the end, when um, you know, when you feel you really fear that Nick is gonna go home to LA. And Peter's going to move to New Hampshire and be with James. Um, like you're really like, I was like really concerned that that would happen. Um, and when, when Nick actually packs his bag, like he's going to leave. Like I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, and like was this like, was going to be a happy ending just for Peter. Right. And and then Nick, Nick, who is a freaking adorable. Um, I think he's actually probably the cutest the best looking guy in the whole show, actually. I, th I mean, um, I think he's even better looking than the guy played James. What's his name? Luke like, McFarlane. Yeah. Um, but like almost in tears. So that by the time that that resolved and we got to the happy ending, like I was actually like crying <laughs> on my coffee table, <laughs> like happy tears. It was, I just freaking loved it. I hope you'll help me start it. Because let's face it, I might be good with plants, but I don't know how to build a shelf or like <laughs> anything you need your tasker I need you 
you really okay to move here? Why not? I mean, I can work from anywhere. In fact, it wasn't until I got here that I started writing the new book. <gasps> you did. Yeah. I can help you start this place, but I'm gonna be busy with my own thing. Oh. Especially with all the notes Simon and Sam are gonna give me. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to be around my family all the time? I've been ready for a family for a long time. I can't wait to tell them. Well, that's what we came here to do in the first place, right? Yeah, now we're not liars. Mm -hmm. it's there were no dead parents in this movie. I mean, it sounds like maybe he's been Nick's, looking for family. Nick's mom did die three years ago. Oh, she you did? You that. Oh, yeah. I did. Which is, so one of, the, one of the ways that Peter convinced Nick to come out to New Hampshire is saying you shouldn't be at home alone with all that nostalgia about your mom. But it didn't feel like that was just thrown in there. That so wasn't you, motivation. Right. I mean, because that's usually just a trick to get the audience to give a crap about characters that they're never going to give a crap about right. otherwise. But you, but you didn't need that, which is probably why you missed it. Well, and, and yeah, so Nick buys or Nick goes and finds a, a plant space. And we didn't really talk about that. Peter, he, he has a plant Instagram. Yes. He talks to his plants. Mr. Oh, Judith and... Oh, they all have middle-aged lady names. I, I felt really seen. Yeah, his apartment was filled with plants. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and he talked to them so sweetly. <laughs> you got me through the hardest of times. <laughs> Linda. He blamed her, though, when Tim broke up with her. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. He's like, you're a Japanese money plant. You're supposed to bring me good luck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I clearly wasn't paying attention as much on this one. I was one. so, like, invested. I was really invested. <laughs> I will say, I mean, again, I think the normalizing of Hallmark has certainly done this with mm -hmm. minority characters. Yep. This was a not only a gay couple at the end. Mm -hmm. It was an interracial. Yep. Oh, yeah. I didn't even, you know? that didn't even occur to me, but yeah. But totally normalized because I feel like I feel like with the Hallmark movie, the one mm -hmm. that we watched was the it was well we didn't the talk Christmas. about it <laughs> last year. We're not going to get into that. That wound is still too fresh. Um, they weren't the main story, and it, right. it wasn't the story of them coming together. They just presented themselves. Right, they in, were already you know, together, right. and they were yeah. So I think that that's unique. Um, another thing that I thought was really interesting, I was watching an Instagram live between the two of them a cup from a day or so ago. Mm -hmm. And Michael Yuri generally plays gay characters in the roles that he's done. You know, he was on Ugly Betty. And, mm -hmm. um, and so he acknowledged, you know, that he has been part of other queer films. Mm -hmm. But this one was unique. And what was unique about it was that it's a mainstream movie. Yep. It is streaming in 190 countries. And wow, in 100, 190 countries, worldwide total it is in 214 million people's homes. Wow. Wow. And so the two of them were talking about how that's pretty iconic. That's amazing. It's a, it's a hallmark. Yeah. Well, I mean, and when you think about... <laughs> <laughs> the <When> LGBTT <laughs> community. Well, and you think about... I mean, of course, I'm older than you are, but I remember the the beginning of the whole talk in America about the gay agenda and all that stuff it was it happened started happening in the 80s i mean that's 40 years ago and our country's come a long way and i'm really proud of us this was this wasn't just a good like lgd what did what did his mom keep saying lgbtbt <laughs> this wasn't just a good movie for that this was a good movie this was 
this was well acted, well cast, well written. It was a good movie, no matter whether the characters were straight or gay. And the fact that they were gay and nobody batted an eye about it, that's that's beautiful. In a town of 36, yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> nonetheless. So how many snowflakes would you give this one? Oh, 10. 10? 10. So is this your favorite? It's my absolute favorite so that, we, that I've watched so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not going to give it 10 because that's uh, five snowflakes out of our range. <laughs> Can I? Well, I'm going to borrow snowflakes from some of the movies that sucked earlier. Okay. <laughs> 10 out of 5 for Molly. And it was solid. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get 4.5 snowflakes. Yay. Yeah, it was good. Okay, sweet. Well, we can't always agree on everything, Brad. And we agreed a lot last week. We agreed too much. It felt weird. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Slay queen. <laughs> Well, I think what this tells us is when we're not watching Hallmark movies, we don't have much to say. <laughs> or these movies were just incredibly bad to the point of not giving our energy into it. Or it was so good that we can only give it praise and help. We can't give it more than 10 minutes worth of praise. Like, for instance, the Christmas father one or Christmas father Christmas. Right. <laughs> was like cringe. Cringe. Everything was cringe. Um, Cluster Funkin was just not memorable enough. Nothing I happened. Think. Nothing nothing happened. And then um, Single All the Way, um, you were relying on me to talk, and I don't talk as much as you. That's my explanation. <laughs> I haven't had enough of my peppermint mocha. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They were out of peppermint mocha, conveniently, but you somehow managed to get one. Oh, you promised well, you weren't going to bring that Next up. week, for sure, we're talking uh, a Dickens of a holiday. <laughs> Is that the name of one of the movies? Uh-huh. Oh. With Chris Paloha. Oh. Bring it. Paloha. <laughs> Betrayal. There's a little bit of blad, bad blood or yeah. blad bud. So <laughs> just come back and see how nice and cheery we are about that film. It could be great. It's probably going to be great. Yeah. I've seen him in other stuff. Who doesn't like a good Dickens story? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was appropriate for this episode. <laughs> I know I dream of BJ's. <laughs> well, mm. <laughs> what else can be said? There's nothing else to say. If you have any questions, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Email us at homeforhallmark at gmail.com. But not you, Kate. Or. Yes, please. <laughs> like no us. one's responding to you, Kate. Get a and life. Oh, like <laughs> <laughs> be nice. And like us and follow us on Instagram at homeforhallmark. We're going to be back next week. Same place, same time. Molly, Countdown to Christmas is almost over. Oh, don't say this that. It's gone so quickly this year. I know. Uh, and we're not even... And we, haven't ha we didn't have to record out in the garage or 97 feet apart. Thank you, Science. It's been great. It's been great. It's been great. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.